We are back. It is the morning of the Saturday, the 4th of June. Um, you're listening to this on Sunday, the 5th, of course. Um, but we've just had a wonderful, wonderful performance by our rising star, Kevin O'Loughlin, who is with me now. Kevin, congratulations. That was amazing. How do you feel? Thank you very much. That was an amazing experience. I really enjoyed every second of it, particularly the end, playing with three other amazing viola players. It was an amazing experience. And really I was going to ask you about that quartet because um, it was such a special moment when suddenly you were joined by these other viola players I mean that mustn't happen very often I mean how did that come across do you think it was it was amazing that like there's actually a piece written for an ensemble of viola players like that's not that's not a regular thing but it works so well mm. and it was sort of I don't know, it was just great it was a great experience just playing with other amazing viola players and a piece uh, specifically for the viola you yeah. know a great celebration of the viola you know and so these three guys I mean you obviously had a couple of rehearsals with yeah. them beforehand how did they go uh, it was it was great. Like it, it all just sort of fitted together very seamlessly. To be honest, like there were no real issues except for just sort of interpretation, which was just more discussion than anything else. So like it it, it just fitted seamlessly because they're all such incredible viola players that it, it made they made it so easy for me to just sort of fit in, you know. And your relationship with Kira, because I don't think we talked about this very much last time we spoke. Um, Kira Moroni, your accompanist. Um, yeah. Where where how do you know each other? And purely because my teacher Simon Aspel just sort of. My teacher Simon Aspel just suggested her when I was when I was asking if he knew any very good accompanist, and she's incredible. And I'm, I'm, I definitely love to work with her again because she's been such an amazing accompanist and an amazing pianist to work with in a sonata. So I'm really thankful for that. And um, and so, what's next for you now in terms of music, or is there now a lovely summer of rest? Well, I'm off to Bantry at the end of uh, June for the for the chain music uh, course there. I'm doing a few master classes there. Other than that, I'm doing a few master classes in the NCH later on in the summer, and then just back to and just back to college after that, you know, <laughs> tries to keep the two going as long as I can anyway. Um, Kevin, that was absolutely um, sensational. Thank you so much for a lovely concert. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> After an absolutely wonderful afternoon concert in um, this, the Catholic Church of St. Flannan's, I'm joined now by the entirety of the far-flung trio. Guys, you blew the roof off. That was absolutely amazing. How do you guys feel? I love far-flung. Yeah, great. We all, I, 
feel wonderful. It was a brilliant, brilliant audience, and it just makes it so easy to play. And everybody's just enjoying themselves so much. Yeah, I love the feeling that you get these people coming in. You can see by their faces, especially parents with kids, that they're maybe not normal, regular concert goers, and they really don't know what they're in for. And by the halfway through, you can see they're not going, they're not leaving, they're having a ball. Yeah. That's just beautiful to see that. Yeah. I mean, one of the highlights for me of the concert was when you guys, as in Malachi and Dermot, you told Catherine, completely unawares, that you had a different piece, a new piece that she had no idea about, and then you had to improvise. That was, that was incredible. Can you tell us more about that? That is exactly what happened. <laughs> well, we, we told her what key it was in. We said it's in C major. Oh, and that's, so, that, that, that's, that's all she did. And then they only told me that I was joining in at the very moment that I was joining in. And over to you, Catherine. <laughs> Take it away. Do you know, they knew, they knew that I would, they would get away with it, that I wouldn't slaughter them afterwards. Do you know, there's not many uh, violin players who would relish that sort of a thing. Most people would be very cross. They might smile at the time and they'd be cross with you afterwards. But Catherine has still remained pleasant about it. So on I think surface, we got away with it. On the surface yeah. of it, I've remained pleasant. Yeah. I mean, of course, afterwards you said that you love them both and they're like they're your second brothers. Extra brothers. I mean, extra brothers. Yeah, so this relationship, do you think that, that comes across to the audience and it helps in a way? I mean, it kind of yeah. brings that... I do. I, I think so, because when we're rehearsing, it's constant banter. <laughs> and then we just... And it doesn't change. It's not like we suddenly go into concert mode and kind of, you know, get serious. Mm. <laughs> and are you guys able to share the same kind of um, sentiment that she is like your sister? Oh, come oh, on, yeah. guys. Come <laughs> on, guys. Of course, I mean, I've already got four sisters, so one more isn't going to make a big difference. Yeah. You know? It's just someone you can really take, the, take the piss out of. You're almost exactly the same age as my sister. Yeah, you've got a fab sister. Yeah, she's only a few days different, so you really are like my sister, actually. But it's just that kind of, it's like being siblings. It's, that, it's it just being really, like, you just can say whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs> and am I allowed to ask what your favourite piece of all that was? Is that, or is that really difficult, too hard? I absolutely loved singing. You've got a friend in me for Celia and Joe, who are friends at the festival. And Celia was so delighted by it. I could see her during the thing. I was watching her. She was so delighted by it. And that was just so gorgeous. And everybody else was delighted because she was delighted. It was this family feel about like being at a birthday party or something. Or, you know, an anniversary party, indeed. I don't know. I love all of the pieces. Um, I really like Havan Anguilla and Misalu at the start. And it was a family concert. And, you know, Misalu is famous from that great family film Pulp Fiction, you know, that all the kids have seen. So uh, I think that's a really cool piece, especially because I don't have to do an awful lot in it. I just love playing those two chords over and over while Catherine does all of the work. Yeah, that's right. And the Gershwin songs are different every time. Yeah. So I always, like, when we start those, we, it kind of begins, it kind of creeps in similarly every time. And then after that, really anything can happen. Yeah. And so it's really fun. Um, you were fantastic. Thank you so much for a wonderful concert.
we've hit the evening concert of Saturday the 4th and um, we're now in the interval and I'm joined by Miriam Kaksher who just performed the Mozart Flute Quartet. Miriam, how do you feel? Great, I'm buzzing, even though I've had a really long day and I should be more tired, but I think just the energy of the concert really you get a lot back. I mean, the atmosphere in there is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, we should mention at this point that you were, of course, in Kevin's position um, a couple of years ago. You were the rising star. I mean, it's incredible that now you're you're one of the artists here. How does that? How does, I mean, how does that feel for you? I mean, I I wasn't as lonely as Kevin because I came with a quintet. We we came and did a Peter and the Wolf arrangement for a wind quintet, and um, which sadly doesn't exist anymore. But it was it was we had a brilliant time, and I fell in love with Killaloo straight away. So it's just an honour to be back uh, back here again. And since then, what's happened for you? Oh, <laughs> loads! That was how long ago was that? That would have been 2016, 2015, no, 20, 2015, 2015. I think 14. Uh, um, well, I've, um, I've actually since then I've, I've, I've gotten a lot more into playing rock music as well, and I've kind of branched out and, and um, currently, the way it's, it's, it's really luckily worked out for me is I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much just playing rock music, some contemporary and, and chamber music a lot, um, and I think that was there was. Uh, being here at the festival and and soaking up all that atmosphere has been a um, a real kind of drive um, or a, a real uh, motivation booster for for uh, for 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 doing that because it's it's just the, the the nicest you can get I think. So from Prokofiev to Bach, basically, you went from one to the other very quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I still yeah I still do back and forth, and it's and I mean. All the musicians here are so flexible. Also, it's 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 another amazing aspect of of everyone who comes here that you can you can dip in and out of genres and 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 yeah. 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 Um. So just to harken back to last night, of course, because you were in the Ravel, obviously the introduction in Allegro, um, with a much larger group and a much more eclectic mix of instruments. How does how does that fit in with the flute? Oh, it's a totally different um, sound, I suppose. It's a, it's a how how you blend and how you work with the other instruments, and and of course you've got a tiny mini wind section, and then you've got the harp, and and it's a much more ethereal piece where you just have to feel everything kind of float and um, and and make a very very different sort of sound than the the Mozart, which is just you know pure joy. But it's um, yeah, it's a you're 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 part of it. Almost the flute is almost like a part of a string quartet as well as being featured as, as a little bit of a solo instrument so it's it's a um it's a yeah it's a different feeling and it's a piece also I I, I think all flautists would would know really well and would would cherish whereas the Ravel you don't get to play so often so that was that was a treat as well because uh because you, you so really have that that beautiful uh, opportunity I mean we all absolutely enjoyed both of your performances but your Mozart was just divine thank you so much thank Miriam you. thank you so much thank you And that's the end of the evening concert for Saturday the 4th of June and I'm joined now by Sophia Rahman who had probably one of the busiest nights of a pianist I've ever seen. Um, the two very, very substantial pieces of piano repertoire. How do you feel? Um, I feel great, Carl, and I want to thank you for turning all those pages because um, I saw all these notes and so did you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was an absolute pleasure I mean, to be able to sit into these rehearsals with you as well. It was just, it was a joy. 
Um, how do you go about preparing, especially the foray, with the amount of notes you had, especially in the last movement? How do you go about starting something like that? Uh, slowly is the answer, because <laughs> the brain absorbs best at a slow rate, you know. And then the thing, the trick is, I think, for me, is to just trust that things, the process will speed up. It will accelerate eventually, but you have to give the brain time to absorb everything first. And as you saw, there are so many notes in that. <laughs> so um, the other thing is to go for the go for the important things. So I do some singing of bass notes, for example, while I'm doing a lot of flourishing with the, the upper parts. You know. Yeah. And so last night, because we didn't manage to talk to you last night, of course, you played Yuval Gottliebovich's sonata for left hand piano. How, how was that? I mean, it was for, I was sitting behind you and it was really quite remarkable, actually. <laughs> amazing piece. Amazing. Yuval's an amazing composer. He got amazing atmospheres. Um, so it wasn't just like a sort of a gimmick, you know. That we, it was just, it was beautifully used, the, the textures that you can do with left hand only. He wrote it for a Japanese pianist who lost the use of his right hand after a stroke. So um, it was written to a commission um, and it's, it's amazing to, to work in this way you know so your different parts of your hand are doing cross rhythms are doing different rhythms yeah. I mean you've all mentioned last night that um, it's been many 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 years since the two of you played together and you clearly have some sort of history um, uh, can you tell us more about that yeah, so we met on the Isle of Man for the Lionel Turtis International Viola Competition um, some considerable years ago, <laughs> I'd say probably a couple of decades by now. And um, Yuval, there were many, many entrants that year to the competition. I think there were o over 80 entrants. And um, Yuval was the winner on that occasion, and I played with him. And we sort of forged a working partnership then. And then because he'd won it, we had a, he had a, um, a Wigmore debut recital after that as a result. So we worked some more together on that. And he chose a very um, individual program. There was lots of music that I didn't know at that time. Um, so we worked quite extensively then. And then we have seen each other once or twice, but we haven't worked together for all this time. So, But what's lovely is that because there's a kind of performance history between us, there's something of that remains and it really helps in the heat of the moment there's some already existing relationship uh, of co cooperation and how we work together it's there somewhere in the back of both of our minds yes. and this really helps uh, mm. I mean that really came across with the foray you were just um, you had uh, you had moments where you just looked at each other just smiling and having a lovely lovely time it was a wonderful performance thank you so very much Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for page turning so beautifully, Carl. You're a wonder. <laughs> Best page turner in the world. <laughs> Thank you very much.
And now I'm joined by Diane Daly, who just performed Linda Buckley's Exploding Stars um, with, in a really, really special way. We'll come on to that in a second. But Diane, how do you feel? Uh, well, it's just been a wonderful night. Uh, full stop, it's just been fantastic music all around. And I loved being part of that in some way. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so tell us about this production, because it was it actually seemed feel like it felt like a production. Like suddenly it was as if we were watching a story. Well, I spoke to Linda about about the piece a little bit and, and I watched a recording of it and I just thought I could really imagine some visual uh, context with it. And so I asked her if she would mind if I if I did stuff with it <laughs> and memorised some of it and things. And she said, Diane, do whatever you like, basically. So that was great. And she was she had planned to be here tonight. Uh, and unfortunately, at the last minute, she, she had to cancel. But her cousin is here. I've just met her cousin. And he's videoed it for her. So I hope she likes it. <laughs> uh, we can only hope, of course. Um, so this kind of um, performance, uh, where how do you how do you start with this tape? Because obviously it's pre-recorded and it comes from somewhere else. How do you how do you work th- work with that? Well, it's an interesting kind of piece because it's not technically difficult, um, which actually makes it more difficult to get into it in a way, you know, because it's kind of difficult to practice as such, you know, in the way I'd normally prepare something. So I kind of listened to it quite a lot. Um, um, I'm getting a feel for the timings of it with the tape. Obviously, it's not something I'm so used to. Um, I suppose I enjoyed it more when I was getting into the visual side of it with my husband Boris. Um, he he played a blinder with the visuals, and actually he did all the sound and everything for me as well. So it was nice working on it together. Yes. A little bit of a project because we could kind of talk about. I wanted to make kind of bits of the mu- music a little bit more visible, um, and I was wondering how we could use the visual to do that. Yes. Um, and so in terms of the whole festival, because we haven't spoken to you before this year. Um, you have a lot of things happening. Is there anything that sticks out to you as something that you're really, you're really enjoying? At, the, at this festival? At the festival? Oh, God. Um, well, yesterday, the programme yesterday was, I thought, unbelievably original and unique and really creative. And I thought finishing with the Ravel last night was... I, well, I was playing it, so obviously I really enjoyed that. Um, uh it's just been a really, there's a great vibe around this year. I think it's very, very special atmosphere after the last few years of what we've had. There's something quite wonderful and magical in the space this time, isn't there? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Diane, thank you so much for that absolutely stellar performance out there. And um, we'll speak to you again, hopefully next year. Brilliant. Thank you, Carol. Well done yourself. Excellent paid learning. <laughs> thank you.
It's been an incredibly emotional and uh, wonderful evening here in St. Fallon's Cathedral and I'm now joined by Kathleen Turner and her wonderful band uh, Aoife Mead and Sean Ogue. Guys, I'm going to be the first one to say it, that was a, a roaring success. How do you feel? Thank you very much. Uh, very happy, lovely audience, really beautiful, um, kind, warm reception and... Uh, yeah, a bit emotional, to be honest, but really lovely, really lovely, and lovely to be singing with these guys. Very special for me to share the stage with them. Yeah, so can we maybe start by you telling us about your relationship with these guys, and then we'll move over to them. Would that be okay? Sure. Oh, they're all right, you know. <laughs> um, uh, so Aoife, uh, Aoife um, I have known for many years through the Irish World Academy. Um, she uh, trained in the BA in voice and dance, and then in uh, community music and then and is currently training to be a music therapist and throughout that time I've known her as a singer and really stunning singer and songwriter um, and you can check her out on Instagram mm -hmm. and have a listen to her own stuff which is beautiful um, and I've known Sean Oak for many years as well and uh, he is a phenomenal multi-instrumentalist but also producer of uh, my first EP and also my album that came out um, in December 2019, Like a Lion, yeah. Fantastic, and so then we move over to you two. Um, you've obviously, you were just accompanied um, Kathleen Turner. It was an absolutely wonderful concert. Um, how do you guys feel? Uh, I think Kathleen nailed the head on the head, just emotional as well. I mean, it's, we haven't, not really, haven't been playing gigs for the last two years, so it's, um, it's really exciting to get back, and yeah, it was special. Yeah, um, I don't want to be too dramatic now, but I've, always wanted to sing with Kathleen. I think from the first day in gospel, I was like, oh my God, she's kind of been a bit of a rock star for me. So it was just a dream, a dream come true. Yeah, it was a dream for all of us as well. Thank you, all three of you, for a wonderful, wonderful night of wonderful, wonderful music. Thank you very, thank very you. much. Thanks And that completes a solid day of music making. Four concerts in 12 hours. Um, a really, really special day. I think one that we'll treasure with, um, in, within us for quite a long time, I have no doubt. Um, so yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed all those interviews. Um, and thanks to all those who um, agreed to be interviewed. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, of course, for the final episode of the season. Um, just a quick rundown of how the final day of the festival went. Um, so do tune in to that. Um, in the meantime, it's not too late to come to the festival if you haven't already. So go to www.killaloomusicfestival.com where you can find tickets and information for all the remaining concerts. There's two. There's the 3pm children's concert, young people's concert, and the final 8pm concert. Um, featuring many, many wonderful musicians, of course. Um, so don't forget to check those out. Um, I've been Carl Rower. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll speak to you again tomorrow. <laughs>